the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Grace Bible Church in Hayward, welcome to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Online at Grace-Bible.com. We're continuing our look at Enoch, found here in Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 6. You'll remember Enoch was taken. He didn't die. And as this series will go on to show us, he was taken before the judgment. Just as much as Elijah was taken at the judgment, and Christ was taken in the judgment. As we'll see when we get to the end of our series this week, the church will be taken through the judgment. It's a lot of ground to cover, so let's get right to it, shall we? Here's Pastor Jessica Stand with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Subpoint C. We then find him to be what? Do you find God to be faithful? All right, don't get in no trouble. We don't want the ground opening up on you right now and swallowing you up and you going to hell. I want us to work it through for a moment before we go to point two. Do you really find God to be faithful? Or is he a liar to you? Is he late? Is he negligent? Well, how come you complain so much? How come you complain so much when God's been so good to you? Bless you with so many things, so many resources. And he's actually kept back from allowing you to be harmed more than you could. I find him to be faithful to his promises. Won't no creature of God stand before God on the last day and say, God, I called on you and you didn't meet my need. Now stop. Because you ought to know that particular proposition takes on real challenges for people that are self-centered. Oh, yeah, Lord, faithful, Lord, good. You're lying. That's not how you talk. When things don't go your way, that's not how you talk. That's not how you act. Now, he is faithful. He is good. He does keep his promises. But he doesn't bow to you. You can't turn him into a pretzel. You can't turn him into your slave. He's not your bellhop. You're not going to ring the bell and God just, oh, my my baby called me. No, you're not going to do that with God. God's going to be God. He's going to stay on his throne. And every time he engages you, it's to change your nature, not his. See, this is what is meant by Enoch walking with God. You know, go, go back to Genesis 5.22. I got 25 minutes with you. I want you to, I need to pick up on this next point and then we're going to drill down into what it means to be taken. And all I'm going to do is touch on it. So when, here's when the text says, now Enoch walked with God after he had begotten Methuselah 300 years and begot sons and daughters. Verse 23. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Don't move. I'm talking to my girl up there because she, 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 she. So now when we go to war with people, I want you to pull your pistols out because you're shooting real good right now. Just don't shoot me. I, I need people on my team that know how to shoot. I'm talking spiritually. Right? 
Do y'all keeping up with me? I'm talking spiritually. Some people getting scared. All oh, pastors starting a war. The war already been started. The war has already been started. Listen carefully to what's going on in the text. All the days of Enoch were 365 years. Do you know from Adam to Noah, Enoch was the youngest one out of all the patriarchs. Do you know that? He's the youngest. I told you the average ages of those 10 was 900 years. When you do the numbers, most of them were in the 900s. Some were in the 800s, one or two in the 700s. Aggregately, they're about 900 years. This brother only 365 years. He was a baby. Did that make some sense? No, there's a theological implication there. There's a theological implication there. Enoch represents all believers who are like babes. For such is the kingdom of heaven. Except you receive the kingdom of heaven like a little child, you will not enter therein. That's one. The other thing is, this young man had the man who was the oldest out of that whole lineage, Methuselah. That paradox is a beautiful truth because Methuselah is almost a millennium year old. That's a thousand years. And a thousand years speaks to us about millennial realities, does it not? The millennium or what we call the kilia. And yet his daddy is the one who is only living 365 years That's a one-year symbolism. The Old Testament is clear that a day is a year, and a year is a day on a prophetic calendar. So uh, Enoch lives one year, and his son lives almost a total millennium. Now his son, Methuselah, is the byproduct of faithful Enoch. Let every seed-bearing herb bring forth fruit of its own kind. I'm drilling down into some of this because I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. Enoch walks with God. Verse 24, Genesis 5, 24, Enoch walks with God and he was what? For God took him. I want you to think about this. He's walking with God and all of a sudden he's gone. Now, when the phrase says he was not What's being implied according to the Hebrew writer in Hebrews 11, verse 6, go back there, verse 5. When Enoch disappeared, people went looking for him. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see what? That he should not see what? So he did not what? That is part of the ultimate promise in the eschaton when Jesus comes, right? We shall not all die, but we shall all be what? Changed in a moment. But we're not there yet. What the Hebrew writer says was, Enoch didn't just go somewhere like Moses went up into the Mount of Nebo and died. Enoch walked with God and was what? Translated. Metatithomy is the Greek term. And you know what that means? That means God just picked that brother up from where he was and took him somewhere else. Now, when God picks you up and takes you somewhere else, ain't nobody going to find you. They can look all they want to. Are y'all hearing me? 
This is why I said to you, it matters who's taking you. It matters who's taking you. Stay with me. Let me show you something. This is, a, this is an important truth. If you and I walk with God in such a way that pleases God and God does what? Takes us? Shouldn't you want people to know where you are? That's called a testimony. I'm going to keep teaching for 10 more minutes. That's called a testimony. Yeah, so people are dying every day. Almost a million people die every day. You believe that? Almost a, mil, uh, 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 a million people die every day. And, and, and as such, a lot of times nobody knows who they are. Like people are dying. There's more death happening now in our world since COVID. We're not going there. Most of us already know. We live in a world of 7 billion people. And uh, if the average was 750,000, now we're at 1.5 million. You wouldn't know it. Every now and then you get this little intuition that, whoa, a lot of people dying. What you'll know over time, let's take two, three, four, five years, is you'll look around and you go, whoa, a lot of people are dead. But the real question is, when they died, did anybody care? Did you leave a testimony so that when you died, somebody came looking for you? See what I'm getting at? By faith, Enoch was translated that he shouldn't see death and was not what? And was not what? See, this is a theme running through scripture. I'm going to tell it to you right now. Whenever a famous, faithful person dies, everybody shows up for it. And there's great mourning and great sadness because a great person has now left us. So the question that you and I have to ask on this occasion, are we living in such a way that when we die, people will hear the words, God took him, God took her because they pleased God. See what I'm saying? Because they pleased God. Point number two, the ultimate benefits of being in Christ. Now, what I'm talking about really has everything to do with what happened with Enoch being taken. Jesus said in John 14, verse one through three, these words, you've heard it before, but I'm getting ready to make the correlation. Jesus said in John 14, one through three, and we hear this in funeral services all the time, do we not? He says, let not your heart be what? You believe in God, believe also in me. See, I told you how people be sinning at church, don't they? During the funeral service. Yeah, we believe you, God. Don't darken the doors of the church. Don't open your Bible. Don't serve God. But we play church in the funeral. Listen to it. In my father's house is, mi- is much room, literally translated, much room. You can get tied up in the mansions and pray for whatever kind of mansion you want. But please believe me, that ain't what God's talking about. In my father's house is much room. Jesus is talking about sinners coming into the kingdom of God from every nation, kindred, tribe, and tongue. And there will never be a time when there's not a vacancy for a sinner to come into God's kingdom. This is the way the 14th chapter opens up. It opens up with Jesus talking about the house of God, right? Watch this. He says, if it were not so, I would not have told you. I go 
to prepare a place for you. Not a house, a place. A position for you to be there too. Did that make some sense? A position for you to be there too. Not a house. How much house do you need in heaven? But you need to know how close you are going to be to God when you get there. Am I making some sense? Lord, help these people while I got a few more minutes because I know how religion is. You get tired after a while having to wrestle through truth because we're so used to entertainment. Child of God, listen. It matters who takes you. Because the person that takes you, whether it's the devil or your sin or God, takes you because they want you to be with them where they are. That's what Jesus says next, isn't it? Listen to it. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. See, the key is who takes you. You can know that whoever takes you, they want you to be with them. Ecclesiastes 9.12 gives us the warning about this taking thing. And I'm getting ready to drill down into four or five examples to show you why it's important to know every one of us is going to be taken. Every one of us is going to be taken. Listen to Ecclesiastes 9, 12. For man also does not know his what? Man also does not know his what? This is what I'm talking about. We don't know our time, do we? Many of us have been crying a lot of tears over the last year and a half for so many people dying. We don't know our time. It could be me next. It could be you next. Anybody could be next. We don't know our time. Listen, as fish that are what? There's your word. Mark it, taken. As fish that are taken. This time it's a very nemesine, very dark, very melancholy warning here. They're taken not in a good net, but a what kind of net? Evil. Evil net. Now my master gave a parable of the kingdom of God and a drag net that fishermen would cast out to bring in fish of all kinds. Now that's called a good net. That's the good net of the gospel that got me 42 years ago. Did, it, did the gospel get you? Did God throw out his drag net and sweep through the oceans and pick your sorry tail up and bring you into the kingdom of God? That's a good net by a good God who chose you in Christ. He came and got you by the net of the gospel. This is an evil net. This is the evil net of the devil, evil net of wicked men to trap you, to kill you so you can die with the devil. The devil wants company in hell, doesn't he? That's why Jesus gave the parable of the sheep and the what? He says, enter ye into hell, ye cursed, into the place that was prepared for the devil and his angels. So some folks is going with the devil and some folks is going with God. Am I making some sense? All right. Matthew chapter 24, verse 37. I want to show you something. 
because I made a proposition in, in, uh, in our opening comment, and I want to make sure we drill home on this. I told you that the idea of the rapture, which is inferred in what we're talking about, because the idea of a harpezo, literally the verb for rapture, means to be taken and snatched away. But I just told you that the snatching away depends on who's doing the snatching. Didn't I just tell you that? Stay awake, child of God. Stay awake because your master's talking now. Your master is talking, not PJ. You can argue with me. I don't care. That's PJ's opinion. I do not care. Only thing I care about is presenting to you the biblical evidence and let you work with it. Jesus is talking now. Matthew chapter 2. Is it worth listening to him? Listen to verse 37. Listen to it. But as the days of Noah were, are we headed to Noah? Enoch is warning us about Noah's day. As the days of Noah were, so shall also the what be? The coming of the Son of Man. Please mark that because that was Enoch's message. Enoch's message is the Lord is coming. Jude 1 verse 15. And then we're going to come back here. I want you to capture it. Give me a few more minutes. The message of the gospel is always the coming of Christ. This is why we know people don't believe the gospel today because they don't preach his coming. They don't preach his coming. I've explained it to this church before. Most people get wrapped up again in Tim LaHaye's Jesus coming on last day on the white clouds. Jesus will teach you in a minute in Matthew's gospel that he's been coming for the last 2000 years. Can I say something? If you're saved, he came to you. I remember him when I was in the bedroom, scared to death on my way to hell at 17 years old because I was living like a hoodlum. And God was hunting me down. And I was resisting him all the way. And after some horrible stuff happened, I'm sitting in my bedroom and I say, I quit. That takes the grace of God to break a sinner's heart at 17 years old. I quit. And God began to move and reveal himself to me so vividly and so clearly, so stirringly. That's coming. To execute judgment on all. Go back to verse 14. Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord, what? The Lord, what? The Lord is coming with ten thousands of his saints. You don't have to go to verse 15. We already been there. See, what men and women hate today, there are three things that men and women hate, maybe four. Can I tell you what that is? The most unpopular person in the world today is God. Give me some time. The most unpopular person today in the world is God. Don't nobody want God present. Listen to the conversations. You don't hear people say, hey, can can we bring God into this discussion? The most unpopular person today is God. I'm talking the true and the living God. You don't hear him with 
church folk talking. You don't hear them with religious folk talking. You don't hear them with secular folk talking. Start listening for what's not there. And I guarantee you God's not there. The other most unpopular person that people can't stand is the prophet of God. Because the prophet of God has one job. And that is to speak on God's behalf. Now, when you don't want God, you don't want his prophet because his prophet is speaking in his behalf. Now, not only do you not want God and you don't want his prophet, guess what? You don't want his message. Because the message is always the coming of the Lord Jesus. The Old Testament kept talking about Jesus coming. Did it not? Messiah's coming, Messiah's coming, Messiah's coming. And the forerunner, John the Baptist, said, here he is. And his reward is with him. And his axe is laid to the tree. And he shall fan his floor. So guess what they did with the two prophets of the early New Testament church? They cut John's head off and they hung Jesus. The world doesn't want God. It doesn't want his prophet and it doesn't want God's message. That's why you don't hear it in church anymore. In your churches, all you hear are estimated, calculated messages that meets felt needs and keep you blinded in your emotional prejudices against God. Am I telling the truth? Listen to me. Enoch prophesied that God was coming. Jehovah was coming. And he wasn't talking about coming on the last day. He was talking about coming in Noah's day, his great grandson's day to wipe the whole world out. Am I making some sense now? Listen to how Jesus puts it. Go back to Matthew 24, 37 through 39. Listen to it carefully, saints. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. What will that be? For as in the days that were before the flood, is Noah before the flood? Is Enoch before the flood? Methuselah, Lamech, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Isn't that what we're doing today? Yes and no. But they're eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Because they don't believe the prophet. Peter already told us what they were saying is, ah, you've been saying that crap for the longest. Where's the promise of his coming? And you can tell by the way people act. They don't believe that Jesus comes. Y'all keeping up with me? Jesus comes in power from his throne. See, it was the high priest that said to, to Jesus right before they killed him, Are you the son of God? You know what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 26? In a minute, you're going to find out. Because I'm coming in power on the clouds of my father's glory. And you're going to see that I'm the Lord over all of this. And he's been Lord for 2,000 years running this universe. Raising up kings, setting down kings, wiping out nations, establishing nations, preaching the gospel, saving his people. Preparing the world for judgment day. Am I making some sense? He comes from a throne ruling the nations. He comes from a throne in providence. He comes from a throne in the salvation of sinners. We have met him in his coming, have we not? 
And he will finally come one last time on the last day in person. Did that make sense? Now he's getting ready to give us an emblem about being taken. And I want you to get it. Here it is. He says, while they were marrying, giving in marriage and all that, acting like Noah, acting like Enoch never told him. Never told him. And on top of that, you already know what was going on in Genesis 6. They were living like hell, weren't they? Now, they all getting married and going on, but they living like hell, like my generation. We are out of time today. We'll close our program out here and pick up where we left off next time we're together here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. We trust it was profitable in your walk and relationship with Christ. Our goal here at Way of Grace is to make sure that you are growing in Christ, that you are living a life worthy of the calling that has been placed on your life from the gospel. If you have questions, comments, prayer requests, as always, you're welcome to reach out to us here at Way of Grace. Our phone number is real easy. You can reach out to us at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. You can also reach us at our website, grace-bible.com. And you can email us from that website as well as find out more about us, who we are, what we believe, worship opportunities. In fact, our worship opportunities are really quite simple. Sundays at 1030, we meet here at the church in Hayward. We also have a Friday evening Bible study at 630 and then a Tuesday evening prayer and Bible study at 630 as well. For more information, again, grace-bible.com or call 510 510- 886-9782. Reach out to us by mail if you want to write 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. The zip code is 94541. As always, it's a pleasure spending time with you here in God's Word, growing in His grace. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.